Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Up next on Inside the SCCA, the Runoffs Award Show. And welcome to this episode of Inside the SECA. This is a special one. This is the show where we are going to announce the winners of the Inside the SECA awards from this year's 2023 runoffs at VIR. I'm Brian Bolanski. Uh, so for those of you who've watched our runoff shows, you'll know that we've done this last year and we're doing it again this year. And uh, uh, the parameters are pretty simple. Uh, we've had, we had four categories that we did last year and this year. Um, and the categories are kind of, well, the categories are simple. Uh, any driver who's 25 or under, that's one category. Uh, any driver who is a veteran of our armed services, that's another category. Uh, then we've got our women on track category. That's for any woman uh, driver at the runoffs. And then our perseverance award. Perseverance is for people who either overcame something during the runoffs, um, maybe had some issues with their car and came back. Maybe they got into a thing in the first lap and they came back to finish well. Um, and then we also have a really special Perseverance Award, per award winner this year, uh, kind of the, the absolute uh, uh, shining example of Perseverance. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to that one as well. And uh, the, the decision-making process on who wins the award is 100% is subjective. <laughs> um my and my my team of merry merry men and women uh are watching all the races and uh and listening to, to the storylines and everything and in the end i just pick and um there's there's um there's no real rules as to as to how we pick um it's not necessarily the person who finishes the highest um it's it's usually the the best stories of the runoffs so um, uh, there's no secret ballots. There's no Price Waterhouse Cooper tabulating the votes. Uh, it's just me and uh, and 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 the folks who work with uh, work with me on the broadcasts, and uh, and then other folks who kind of chime in over time and say you should you should look at this one. You should look at that one. So let's get underway. Uh, first, uh, we're going to do the under 25 or 25 and under category. And um, uh, and that will get us to our first guest because our first guest is one of our under 25 award winners, the kids. Uh, we have done uh, right back from the start of when I started doing motorsports broadcasting, way back to the Racing Wire radio show uh, that was hosted with my uh, my dear friend G. Dub Henderson. 
we have always focused on talking about young talent, young and up-and-coming drivers. And uh, so when we decided to do the awards, or when I decided to do the awards, uh, uh, featuring someone who was uh, a youngster, uh, the kids, as I like to call them, uh, was a no-brainer. So uh, the first award winner is going to be from and, – and, and usually I – last year I did it so that there was one award winner from each day. And um, as I found out last year, sometimes um, the people who are eligible for these don't always spread out nicely across the whole weekend. So, um, you know, sometimes all of the veterans race on Friday and none of them race on Saturday and Sunday or whatever the case may be. So giving out one each day was is hard to do. So uh, this year, a little bit different. There's going to be three award winners throughout the course of the whole weekend. Uh, sometimes it worked out that it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sometimes it didn't. So um, in this particular category, it did work out. So uh, our winner from our Friday races um, is going to be Caleb Schrader, a uh, young man from the uh, Pacific, uh, from the Northwest, or uh, yeah, Northwest here. And uh, he came in third in FE2. And uh, he also did really well in Spec Racer Ford 3. So, um, uh, Caleb Schrader, congratulations. You are one of our under 25, 25 and under award winners. Uh, the awards will be sent to you uh, in the mail in the next couple of weeks. So, that's for everybody. So, uh, our second award winner is uh, Nolan Allaire. He, uh, he is the national champion in F Formula Continental and Formula Ford this year. Uh, so, he could have fallen under the Saturday or Sunday awards because Formula Continental was Saturday, Formula Ford, Formula F. On Sunday, old habits die hard. Formula F, and uh, two-time, uh, three-time national champion because I believe he won Formula Continental last year as well. And a very impressive young man. Had a great time talking to him. Uh, he's also a foot taller than me, so if you go back and, and watch the shows and the interviews, it's me doing this the whole time. And uh, I should have got gotten an apple box to stand on for that interview. But uh, nice young man. He would not give up any of his secrets as to what he was going to do in those races. And I don't think it would have made any difference if he had. Uh, he was clearly the class of both of those fields. So, And then finally, drum roll please. Our under-25 winner from our Sunday's races is Morgan Burkhart, and he joins us now. Morgan, hello. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. Um, so the way we're going to do this is we're going to talk and do kind of a traditional show when we with talking with Morgan here, and uh, we're going to go through and, and tell his story like we do with most of our guests on the show. But uh, we will uh, we will break away here at a few times and give away our veterans award as well as our um, uh, women on track and perseverance along the course of the next uh, half hour, 45 minutes or whatever. So, all right. So welcome to the show. Congratulations on being one of our under 25 winners. And uh, um, uh, you might be wondering, well, let's quickly ask the first question because you and your family and me have a lot of history. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and we'll talk about your run at the runoffs, which uh did not have the end that you were hoping for, um, but but I will explain to everybody why you received the 25 and under award, why I felt you deserved it. Uh, but first, I ask everybody on this show, and I know the answer, but I'm going to ask anyway, um, how did you get mixed up with this crazy sport that we all love? Well, uh, that's uh, that's actually a pretty easy question. My, uh, <laughs> my parents have been, they got their competition licenses with the the sports car club of america back in 1996 i believe was uh, when my mom got her uh competition license my both of my parents were uh 
active racers in our, our regional racing series in the, the DC region. Um, so I pretty much grew up at the track ever since I was born. My first time in a race car was in my mom's stomach. So uh, <laughs> pretty much from birth, I haven't really had any other option to uh, to yeah, either like it or you, that's really the only yeah. option. You were kind of born into it, you know, literally. So, uh, so, so I met your parents way back in the day. They had just moved into their house, which is not far from Summit Point. And uh, you guys, your parents, were nice enough to put up a bunch of our, us flaggers for race weekends. Um, and there was always a bunch of folks hanging out and sleeping on floors and sleeping bags and and watching racing on Saturday nights, you know, until we were we couldn't see straight and had to go to sleep. Um, and, and that's how I got to know your mom and dad and your, and your grandpa and grandma, uh, all of them are, uh, uh, just great SEC members. Your, your grandpa passed this year, right, Josh? Yes. Um, my condolences to you and the family, but, uh, you know, great, great guy. And your grandma's still coming to the races. I saw her at the racetrack, you know, that smile from ear to ear, uh, on Sunday night at the runoffs. So, um, uh, just a lot of fun, uh, catching up with them after all these years. And, uh, you know, it just, a, a really, w- one of the classic SCCA family stories, you know, grandparents, parents, now the kid is up and, and doing, doing the thing and, and all of that. And it's just a lot of fun. So when, when you finally got into actually competing in motorsports, I'm guessing carts first. Yes. Yes. I started racing go-karts when I was, uh, six years old. Okay. Um, I raced at a, an indoor facility in Sterling, Virginia called all sports Grand Prix. Okay. And I, uh, I was actually mentored by an, a veteran Lamola racer. I say veteran, he competed many times, but I don't think he ever finished the race, um, in, in the mid eighties and mid nineties. So okay. he, he raced prototypes there. His name is Francois Duret. Okay. Um, he unfortunately passed away a few years ago, but uh, I ran indoor carts on uh, sealed concrete. So if you've ever been in a, a warehouse or a shed, the the floor is like that. So you can slip if you're wearing shoes or even if you're barefoot. So I uh, learned to learn to race on low grip and then stopped racing carts when I was 15, got in a car at 16 and really haven't looked back since then. And that was so, so long ago. When was what, you're how old now? I'm 17 now. 17. So you started racing cars last year. Correct. Yeah, I, uh, I raced my father's Honda CRX, second generation Honda CRX in a ITA, which is a, a regional class yep. here. And it's a, it's a front wheel drive, weighs practically nothing. So I uh, got my feet under me, just went and really experienced the racing cars for the first time. And uh, after that, we did one season with that. We were pretty competitive although we had some mechanical issues later on in the season. It's a, a 30-year-old car. It's, uh, yeah. it's, seen, it's seen some things. So um, <laughs> this year, we uh, we went into the Spec Racer Ford with uh, Doggone Racing and Mike Amy. Um, really didn't think that we were going to be running that car at all this year. We we came into the year and thought we were going to upgrade uh, the Honda CRX to uh, F production and try and make a bid for the runoffs with that. But March came around and the motor was still in multiple pieces. So uh, we we looked to, to other alternatives and that's when Mike stepped in and handed me the keys to his uh, spec racer for the, the first majors race of the year at Summit Point. I had done 
two sessions in it in the wet before, before we showed up for qualifying the day of. Right. And putting it on the pole and winning the winning the, the first race in it. And I'm just like, you know what? There might be something here. We could probably <laughs> try this. So, so after that, we... Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, so, so you also have... Um, quite the history in in e-racing as well um for those folks who are familiar with all of the variations of the ray esports league um i think you've won i think something in every category on his race weekends and waste weeks that's the tuesday leagues and the saturday sunday leagues right not all of the saturday sunday leagues but the tuesday league yes okay because my first time i i i remember you passed me so quickly, lapped me so quickly, um, and I was like, "Could he be? Could he be from the the Burkharts? I wasn't exactly sure at the time, and then I had to do a little research, and I'm like, "My God, that kid! That kid was. I don't think he was born the last time I saw his parents." Um, and uh, it was pretty funny, you know. And then I had to do a little bit of of backstory, and I. I uh, called up uh, my good friend uh, Greg Ginsburg and I said, "Morgan Burkhart, is he?" And before I even yes, he said, "Yes, he is." <laughs> um, uh, but you've had a lot of success in that as well, and um, and and that would include Spec Racer Ford there too, right? Yeah, um, I've started doing the the sim platform with iRacing in January of 2021, so still kind of staying inside because of covid just right. right after the point where it's starting to open up so bought a sim had a little logitech g27 that we'd had for the last six years and got a, an iRacing subscription and then i found that it was really helpful to to kind of figure out or well i use it now to figure out where the road goes sure where, when i'm going to new tracks but uh then when i was still i was still pretty young i hadn't really matured a lot and it was very useful to to go and learn racecraft skills and how do i make a pass or how do I defend properly? Cause up to that point, I'd only ever driven go-karts. So right. the, the mentality with a go-kart is a lot different than it sure. is with a race car. So sure. it's helped a lot to really develop those skills without actually having to, you know, go buy a fender or a bumper or right. something like that. So well, definitely been really successful with that. Right. Right. Well, maturity is one of the reasons why, probably the biggest reason why you you are receiving the hardware tonight um because uh, before um before even your race started um as i was getting ready for the sh- the my, our shows at the runoffs i talked to some folks who are racing against you and and uh we usually interview the pole sitter for each race so that's what we did this year and um, and uh, I said to him, I said, you know, the dark horse in this in this field, I said, it, it, you know, is, might be Morgan Burkhardt. And uh, and the old guy's like, oh, no, no, no dark horse. We know who this kid is. We were real impressed. So um, we'll we'll talk about that again more in just a second here. And uh, let's real quick uh, while while we're here, uh, I'm going to go and take a second and um, uh, talk about our Veterans Award winners here for this year. And uh, we've got uh, the Veterans Awards are interesting because it's hard for us sometimes to to know. Um, we don't we don't check off a box on the entry form at the runoffs if you're a veteran. So I have to kind of do some some research and I've got a couple of vets who are involved. Uh, Racing for Heroes is one of our partner organizations. As a matter of fact, you can see their um, uh, their name above me right here. 
here, Racing for Heroes, one of our sponsors here. And uh, uh, they helped me kind of identify who the folks are this year. Not a ton of vets racing at runoffs this year, but uh, we've got three that we're going to honor tonight. Um, the first is uh, Zach Rivard. Uh, he finished sixth in the Formula Ford race and uh, had a really good run there. Uh, the other two vets we're going to honor tonight uh, had had a rough run of it at the runoffs. Um, the, Eric Cruz and, and Kelton Jago were both uh, in the FE2 race and uh, were involved in a, uh, in a first lap schmazzle that was not of their making. Uh, it all happened in front of them, and, uh, and then they kind of had no place to go, and then other people had no place to go, and um, ended up with a bunch of broken cars. But uh, they, uh, they both handled all of that situation with the, the class and, and, and that, I would, uh, that I'm not surprised at at all, knowing both of them. Uh, a little bit, and um, so uh, sad for them to get uh, to have early uh, exits in that race. But they were all uh, they were both set to have pretty decent days. So um, so those are our free, our our three veterans award winners here uh, for 2023. Eric Rivard, uh, I'm sorry, Zach Rivard, Eric Cruz, and uh, Kelton Jago are our veterans winners this year. So uh, congratulations to them. Thank you all for your service. And uh, we will uh, be giving out those awards again next year. So I'm going to make a better effort to be able to identify our vets so I can uh, know who uh, who is eligible and, and keep an eye on their, their weekends as well. So, all right, back to talking with, uh, with Morgan here and um, getting to your race weekend. And uh, it, uh, it was pretty much um, picture perfect right up until the race, right? Pretty much. It's pretty much everything that we could have asked for. If you if you told me in March that I would be sitting on the pole in one of the more competitive classes in, in the SECA, I would have called you crazy. Um, but our the car that, that Mike put together for me was beautiful. It, it yeah. felt, I didn't have to think when it went into corners. I kind of just thought about it and it turned. I didn't really have to make any physical inputs. It was like, it was amazing. I can't even describe how it was to drive, but through qualifying, started off a little bit rough. We were, I think, seventh on the, on Tuesday qualifying, um, pretty much without a draft. So that was encouraging that our, our solo pace was was pretty good and comparable to that of people warning with a draft. Um, Tuesday, I, I kind of realized that I'm going to need to to try out this drafting because I haven't really <laughs> tried that out a whole lot this year. So I uh, tried it out and, um, you know, didn't play it all that great. I ended up giving everybody else a draft and kind of screwing myself over. So I went about a half a second faster and went backwards a spot. So going into the, the final day of qualifying, the, the conditions didn't really look like they were going to be as good. Right. Um, but before we talk about that, um, before we go to the final, we had you on as uh, on the the radio broadcast that we did. I was uh, Greg and I were doing the, the qualifying announcing and uh, we had you up in the booth as a guest and before qualifying, I just want to put it out there to make make myself look good. Of course, I had said uh, that you were my dark horse for the pole position, and and I think I said something like, "Don't be surprised at all if Morgan is your pole sitter when we're done with qualifying." Now continue your story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, going into the, the third day of qualifying, I'm provisionally eighth, and I would rather not start that far back i'd rather at least go up one spot preferably three so went into the day hoping to to go a little bit better and uh, i ended up getting pretty much the 
best possible draft you could have gotten the 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 lap i started off really good coming out of oak tree got a really good run onto uh onto the the front straight for qualifying um got a good draft off of caleb strader and sandy satulo up the hill into the roller coaster was able to get by both of them going down the front straight and then was about six or seven tenths back from john black so i could really charge through turn one the snake and up the s's into south bend the way i really wanted to drive and still get a, a fairly decent toe out of it so pretty much the stars aligned for for the lap to come together and the the execution was there as well and we ended up on the pole by i think the skin of my teeth it was like two or three hundredths of a second yeah for the, uh, pulls a pole. yeah it, it was it was quite close no question um and and we were all excited and and you know we're we're, we're not supposed to root but yeah we we, we you know we, we know who our our favorites are and um um and, and when i say favorites not to not to backtrack or or tap dance i love storylines i love stories you know and you know hearing your story as a young driver with the family connects to the SCCA. um obviously i know your parents um that's a great story whether i'm rooting for you or not so um and uh and that's why i i when i root it's typically because i know it'll be a great story to talk about and uh, and share with the folks at home so um so so now we get to the point where i'm putting together the shows for uh the runoffs broadcast i'm going around to get all the poll sitters and everybody i walk up to them and i say hey can i talk to you for a few oh yeah sure no problem and i walk up to cam we talk to you so i get to your 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 paddock spot and uh i said uh, i said you know hey can we talk to you for a minute and say yeah fine no problem and then and then i'm like and then i'm told well we but we can't wait till mom gets here because mom's got the shirts and the signs and everything and uh, uh so mom dad are all in on on getting you where you need to be and and doing all the stuff to promote the sponsors and everything it's really a, a whole family affair isn't it yeah, for sure. My my parents have been com- really supportive since, you know, I was a little kid running carts. They've right. been my mechanics when we went to the cart races, when we bought our own cart for, I think we ran our own for three or four years. They were, my dad was helping me lift the cart up and off the stand, doing all of the, the carburetor work on it, making sure that it ran right. And uh, even this year, it's been, it's been incredible. I mean, last year we had our own car and we were doing all the wrench work on it ourselves, but this year Mike has taken over a lot of uh, the wrench work and schlepping it back and forth between events, but without their guidance of, you know, how do I go out and actually fund this whole thing? Uh, I, I probably wouldn't be here. And beyond just my parents' help, we've actually, you know, they, they're driving me to all of the races and they're making all of this actually feasible. Uh, I've had a lot of help from racing entertainment professionals with um, Jackson Gardner and race Liberante. Uh, they've really kind of taken me under their wing so that I've developed a, a deck with them and I've been able to to really get the the other half of racing because the on-track stuff, I can kind of figure that out and work my way through. But the off-track doing marketing myself and right. trying to get money to go racing, it's voodoo magic to me. So they've, uh, they've helped me a lot to, to kind of navigate that. It's voodoo magic to a lot of folks. So don't uh, don't feel bad about that. What's the difference in dynamic and and is it is it was it helpful for this so with having mom and dad be all of everything to you for all those years up even through last year to now working with a team and having a non-family member probably mechanic crew chief that you're working with um is that a positive dynamic for cuz you know a lot of times I I got a teenager they don't want to they don't want to do anything I tell them to do 
most of the time. Um, is it is it easier for you when when Mike is telling you do this or do that than when Dad and Mom are telling you to do it? Well, I would I count Mike as family a lot too, okay. and I've had the, a lot of trust been built with my parents since you know I was six years old. I didn't know how to drive a go kart, and they they told me go do X, Y, and Z, and then I would go and try it, and it would work. So usually when they tell me something, I, I kind of trust it and give it at least a try to see if it, it'll actually work or not. But um, for sure, Mike has been he's been really helpful he's had 20 more than 20 years of experience with these cars and he knows the ins and outs and the the advice that he gives is always well founded and will actually help you a lot so it's it's not something that you take lightly when uh, when he you know sits you down and we have a conversation but we we have such a, a good relationship that the the chemistry is really there and we we work like a well-oiled machine so did mom and dad step aside kind of when you're in working with Mike or, or do they still chime in with their thoughts and advice on the car setup and that kind of stuff? They they usually let Mike kind of spearhead it because uh, my parents have very minimal experience. I think my dad actually funny story here. I'm going to slot this in. My, my dad drove the car that I put on the pole this year. He drove that twice oh. in 2007 i think 2007 oh, is this a rub it yeah. in moment well kind of <laughs> <laughs> there was uh there was a slogan that went on to the back the, the tail of the the spec racer and it said morgan's college fund for quite a while <laughs> because uh, my my dad had an unfortunate incident with uh, an open wheeled car at mm. the, on a test day at summit point and ended up cartwheeling it through the gravel trap and oh pretty much ripping if not all four corners, at least three of the corners off the car. So he's got a little bit of experience with the spec racers, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Mike, Mike spearheads a lot of it. And then when we all, all four of us, three of us look at the video and, and data, um, Mike will give his input and then I'll look to my parents and then they'll give some, me some additional input to, to try yeah. things. So it's, it's a big team effort. So uh, we got done with the interview before uh, before the runoffs race, and uh, we all got together for a picture with your mom and dad and everything. And I posted that picture on social media, and my kid chimed in and said, the woman standing next to you, your mom, is looks way happier to be standing next to you than I ever look. And I'm like, well, she's not happy to be standing next to me. She's happy because her kid just ended up on the pole with the runoffs. Um, yeah, they were they were very much the proud parents that weekend. Yeah, and it's it's been like that pretty much every weekend because they've they're actually they won the uh, worker of the year for start at the runoffs. Uh, they've been working start finish pretty much all year long, even when I've been racing at the the majors events. And it's uh, it's pretty interesting to to come across the finish line and pretty much no matter where I finish, my mom's jumping up and down like a crazy <laughs> woman. So that's always to look forward to at the end of the race. Somehow that doesn't surprise me. Somehow that doesn't surprise me. All right, let's take a, not a break, but I'm going to, I'm going to slow down here for a second and, and hand out a couple of more awards. So hang with me, Morgan. Uh, we're going to now move on and hand out the awards for, let me pull up my script here. This is the awards for our women on track. Uh, of course, uh, this award was uh, sponsored this year as it was last year by the SCCA women on track initiative and uh which is part of the secca foundation and uh it's a great group of folks who get together and provide opportunities and support and advice 
and scholarships to women racers across all of the SCCA programs, not just road racing. Uh, they put together an amazing uh, program at uh, at Solo Nationals this year. It looked like there were it looked like there were 150 or 200 women involved uh, with the luncheon that they put on. Uh, many of them uh, going on to race, and many of them going on to win championships uh, at the runoffs and uh, or at the Solo Nationals, which was fantastic. And um, and they give out scholarships to race workers as well as across some of the other programs like uh, Time Trial Nationals, a whole bunch of other stuff. So uh, if you are a, uh, a lady who is interested in motorsports, check out Women on Track. If you would like to help uh, um, help them with their cause, uh, which could be helping with providing scholarship money or maybe even a, a car for someone to drive in a driver's school, lots of different ways to help out. Uh, make sure you check those folks out. Uh, the Women on Track uh, information is all on the SECA website. So uh, the three winners for this year's Women on Track Awards are going to be uh, uh, first off for our, uh, for for Friday's races. Amy Aquilante, she was the uh, podium finisher in third place in a sedan. So a big congratulations to Amy for for that uh, for that podium finish and for uh, winning our first Women on Track award. Uh, then there's Amy Mills. She uh, finished eighth in STL, and I believe she was one of our Women on Track winners last year as well. So I think she's a two-time winner of our Women on Track award. And then uh, someone, if if the if the uh, word has gotten out, by the way, Morgan, that you're on the show, because I've seen a bunch of social media posts, people going out and saying, "Hey, Morgan's live on t- on, on on Inside the SCCA. You got to tune in." Um, uh, so, so there's a lot of Washington D.C. region folks tuning in at the moment, um, and they're going to be really excited to find out that uh, Taylor Hyatt is our Women on Track Award winner for uh, her her efforts throughout the whole week of the runoffs. Um, we joked that um, if there was a runoffs uh, podium checkered flag uh, for the most um, uh, the most hardship laps run at a runoffs, uh, Taylor would have won that award because it, it felt like she was out between almost every se- session trying to get uh, changes on her car working. The, her H production car had issues all week long and a very frustrating week, but she kept her head held high, uh, got the car on the racetrack, was, was really racing well about halfway through uh, her race, and then she had a motor problem. Um, uh, it was a classic kaplooey. And um, the, the motor went away about halfway through the race. And uh, she was able to sneak it, as, as any flagger would, she was able to get her car behind the fence so that there was no full course yellow needed. And her H production race was able to stay green the whole time. And uh, so thinking like a flagger uh, as they, as, and, and thinking out for her fellow competitors as she snuck the car behind, uh, behind the wall. Um, so uh, so I, I, she, she would have been the Perseverance Award winner, but uh, I, had, I had three of those. So um, she is the uh, Women on Track Award winner uh, for her performance throughout the whole week. Uh, just exemplified, uh, just getting out there, trying to get it done, trying to get it done. And uh, I'm not quite sure if she's going to be back next year at the runoffs, but she will be back at the runoffs, I'm sure. Uh, uh, we talked and did a podcast with her, which aired last week, I believe, uh, about all that she had learned throughout the week and, and the, the struggles and to keep pushing through it and everything. So uh, whether or not they make the tour out the road America next year is still in question, uh, but I know for a fact that she will be back to race in another runoffs. And uh, I uh, could not be more happy to uh, give her... Uh, the uh, the Women on Track Award for Sunday. 
Uh, so the Women on Track Award winners, Amy Aquilani, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, Amy Mills and um, and Taylor Hyatt. All of your awards will be in the mail in the next couple of weeks, so keep an eye out for those. So congratulations to all of them. Uh, we still have the Perseverance Award winner to uh, hand out. Uh, we'll do that in a few minutes. And then, of course, we have the uh, the big award of the evening, the G-Dub Henderson Award of Excellence. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a little bit here. Let's get back with Morgan and uh, talk a little bit about the race now, uh, starting on the pole. Was this your first ever pole start or have in, in a big car? Uh, no. Okay. I've qualified on the pole sometimes okay. this year. I don't know how many, but sometimes. But certainly your first at the runoffs, because this was your first runoffs. So Yeah. So the poll was on Thursday. So you had Friday, Saturday, and Friday all day Friday, and most of Saturday to think about what you were going to do. And then you told me when I interviewed you, I, you had something planned for the start of the race. Um, how did that go out? How did that work out? I think it worked out pretty well. I was watching uh, Franklin Futrell's video and Dave Ogburn's video, and I actually got a really good jump off the start. But uh, the only issue was that Franklin was actively pushing Russ, so mm -hmm. they both ended up getting by me before we got to turn one. And uh, Dave, I got too good of a jump on Dave, so I didn't have a any partner. help at all going into turn one, and uh, ended up getting past me before we even got to the corner. Right, right. But you hung in that top five group for a long time. Did you ever lead after that first lap? I didn't, no. Okay. And okay. this was a lot of what I was plotting about during during Friday is I knew that we had the, the solo pace based off of uh, the Tuesday qualifying session that our pace on our own was really good compared to them even with a draft. So. I see no need for me to go out and kind of lead, let them really see what I can do, what what kind of lines I'm taking. I kind of want to keep my cards really close to my chest so that I'm giving myself the best opportunity because it did look a lot to me like uh, Dave, Russ, and Franklin, they were all kind of switching back and forth, playing with each other, really feeling out the waters and seeing how each other raced, how which places were they fast or not. And I was kind of just sitting back behind, and by about lap 10, I had been behind each person in our group for about two or three laps minimum. So I had a really good idea and a really good feel for where can I attack, where should I not attack, and that kind of thing. So it was it was a lot of just patience. So how old are you? 17. 17. Um, most 17-year-olds just want to lead. <laughs> And uh, patience and maturity is, uh, I said earlier, the, the, one of the reasons why you were getting this award was maturity. And um, to go into your first runoffs and be on the poll and know that you don't need, and probably it's even better if you don't, lead at all in the first half, three quarters, maybe 14 of the 15 laps. And then to actually put that in practice and not let the moment get to you and say, holy gosh, I'm the pole sitter at the runoffs and dang it, I'm going to lead because I'm going to lead. That's pretty, pretty impressive. So um, uh, so the fact that you weren't leading for the first bit of the race was by design. I love that. Um, 
And then at some point in time, it didn't go quite the way you were hoping. So um, tell us about what happened there. I guess, what, about lap eight or nine? Well, it was, I think it was lap 12. 12, yeah. Uh, okay, that's right. Yeah, we, we had made pretty much the whole way through the race. Uh, and I was still kind of just sitting back there and going into lap 12, we were still as a, as a group. It, the lap didn't really feel much different than any of the ones previously. Going through the snake, it felt a little bit weird through, uh, I think it was turn six. I uh, turned in. It pushed a little bit and then suddenly all of like got really loose on the exit and ended up dropping a tire. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe I missed the entrance or something like that. Maybe I made a mistake. Um, and then going under the bridge just before we came up into the climbing S's, I could feel the car kind of try start to squat and pick up the front left corner. And I'm thinking to myself, we're at a, about 115, 118 miles an hour by the time we're entering the S's. I'm in a mid-engine car, and I'm about to turn. If I lift, it's going to be much worse. So I'm kind of just riding it through, hoping that it's you know just a, a small issue, and then I'm going to be able to kind of limp it home and manage it. Right. Uh, I came up through the climbing S's. I could tell something wasn't wrong, but I knew I couldn't peel my foot off the floor because I really didn't want to uh, experience what it was like to go off in the climbing S's. Um, and then as soon as we crested the hill going into South Bend, I got wheel spin. And at that point, I knew something was very wrong. So I tried to woe it down as fast as I could. But since there's so little distance between the top of the S's and the entrance to South Bend, usually race pace we're going through there about 98, 99, but between 98 and 100 miles an hour on entry. I got it woed down to 94 and uh, the bolts holding the rear right rocker on together snapped Ouch. and right rear suspension collapsed. And I exited the pavement at about 91 miles an hour and bounced through the grass in South Bend. Yeah. We, we thought it was a flat tire from looking from, from afar. Um, obviously not in the car with the knowledge of what, what you were being told through the steering wheel. Um, that was kind of the, the idea that we had. Um, when we were watching it all happen and, um, and you didn't hit anything hard, right? No, I was, I was very lucky looking back on it and actually very pleased that I only took a few jumps through the grass in South Bend was able to recover back onto the track with no real issues. And then going to be like, I, I was angry at myself at first. It was like, all right, we're going to go through Oak Tree. are going to try and keep in the draft and I'm making seven or eight different turnings, trying to correct the car and keep it on the road. And then I look in the mirror and I see a bunch of smoke billowing out of the back of the car. And I'm like, oh, can't really do anything with that. So yeah. I just kind of pulled it into South Paddock there. But um, afterwards, we uh, we realized that it was due to uh, contacts um, previously was why the uh, the bolt was stressed enough. It was contacts in qualifying and then oh. another hit on lap one going into the roller coaster with uh, another driver ended up accelerating the process and it if it waited three more laps we would have been okay but uh yeah. accelerated it enough that it came out early just like racing incident type contact nothing egregious just one of those things right yeah it's it's unfortunate yeah yeah uh so but i i would consider and i'm hoping you do too your first runoffs a a, a gleaming success I would say that I, I'm very proud of what we've done as a team. We've uh, we've really gone out and proved that 
we're really quick. The car is really good. And uh, that's, that's the other thing that I want to interject here real quick is that that car is available for rent. So you can go call up, look up doggone racing online, call my, call up my game. And you can go and rent that car and drive it if you'd like to. So when you're I, not I, driving it, <laughs> yeah, when I'm not driving it, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm extremely proud of what we, what we accomplished. I think I heard after the event that I was the first rookie to pull at the runoff since 2003. Wow. I didn't even know that stat. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. All right, let's uh, give out some more hardware here, and then we'll talk about what the future holds. How's that? Sounds good. All right, stand by for that. We're going to let me get rid of that and bring myself back up. All right, next set of awards that we're going to give out this morning, or this evening, is our Perseverance Awards. And uh, these are always fun because these are, remember I told you earlier I love storylines? Well, there's nothing but storylines when it comes to the Perseverance Awards. And uh, the first one, um, I'm going to do these in reverse order. Um, the first one is going to go out to uh, one of uh, one of the drivers who won a national championship last year. Um, he was uh, last year one of last year's Veterans Award winners. And uh, he was also last year's G-Dub Henderson Award of Excellence winner. And uh, I think he won the SCCA Driver of the Year uh, last year as well, or he definitely won one of the big SCCA year-end awards um, that that's given out during the runoffs. I believe it was Driver of the Year. I should have done more homework on this, and I apologize, Mr. Stephen Trone. Uh, but uh, Steve um, gets the Perseverance Award uh, for his ninth place finish in B spec. Um, he was um, he was on the front row, I believe, of the race, and. On the first lap or the second lap, he had a coming together with uh, one of his fellow competitors. I'm trying to uh, uh, describe this as nicely as possible. Uh, he went off at uh, at the exit of turn one or two, turn two, depending on how you how you refer to it. Um, got the guard collected. Thankfully, didn't hit anything hard. Got back on the racetrack all the way in last place, and uh, in a 23 or 25 car field. And uh, through some fantastic racing up through the back of the pack, uh, and then a fortuitous full course caution about halfway through the race, which was able to let the field get back pack up and again, um, Steve was able to drive to ninth place on the finish. And uh, his partner, who he was trying to help get a national championship because Rich Roman helped him last year get the national championship, uh, was able to get the national title even without Steve's help. So uh, there was the positive of the day. But uh, so our, our perseverance. Award goes off to Stephen Trone uh, for his run from basically last to ninth in uh, in the B-Spec race. Now we're going to move on to Austin Bradshaw. Uh, Austin Bradshaw has been on our show a couple of times. A really nice young man from uh, from the uh, Pacific Northwest, from the uh, uh, Portland, Oregon area, and uh, also comes from a great racing family, Morgan. And uh, he uh, he had uh, contact. I don't know if anybody he contacted anybody else, but he certainly contacted a wall. Uh, during the Tuesday qualifying session, the family built put the car back together. Um, uh, from a distance, you wouldn't have even known there was contact unless you walked up closely and took a, took a look. And even when you walked up closely and took a look, the car looked pretty darn good. Um, uh, but he was able to keep together and uh, with uh, with all of that, and he ended up finishing. I want to say sixth in in uh, in F production. Uh, so a great job by him and his family with the perseverance to be able to put the car back together, get back out there and have a great finish. So, And then 
one of my favorite stories of the weekend, um, Ken Kennard, uh, who won the e-production national championship. And here's the perseverance part of this story. Uh, 22 attempts to win a national championship, and he won on his 22nd try. So uh, if that's not perseverance, I don't know what is. And uh, so big congratulations goes out to Ken Kennard on his 22nd try, 23rd try, I should say. He had, he had run 22 runoffs races without a win. And uh, on his 23rd try, he took home the top trophy. And uh, he's got the jacket and the, and the, the champagne bottle squirting and all that other fun stuff. Uh, so a big congratulations goes out to Ken Kennard for the uh for the uh for the efforts over over 22 runoffs races and then the win on the 23rd so there's our perseverance award winners ken Kennard, austin bradshaw and steve introne and then just a little bit i will let you all know who our g-dub henderson award of excellence winner is but we're going to go back for a few more minutes here with uh with morgan burkhart and uh talk about his uh, race. Uh, well, we talked about his race at the runoffs. Now we're going to chat for a bit to find out what the future holds for this impressive young driver. What does the future hold? Well, that's a, that's a complicated question. Um, it always is. <laughs> all, of, all of the knowns so far is that we're going to go back to the runoffs next year for 2024 Road America. Gonna gonna have another go at it and see if we can make it further than than 12 and 15 laps. Yep. Um, but uh, on the other side of things, I was recently announced as a nominee for the 2023 Mazda MX-5 Cup shootout. Nice. And the finalists for it will be announced this Friday. So fingers crossed that uh, we end up making it in. And um, so did, if we can. Did you have oh, to, have you already had one portion of the on track for that or not? No. Okay. No. Uh, they pick uh, 50 candidates right. based off of on-track results um so I, technically we have had the the first on-track portion of it yet but they pick 50 candidates for their on-track um results and right then they weed it down to 12 finalists that will Got end it. up going to the the shootout um based off of a video that you send to them and a, a resume and a, a short bio about who you are um right. so they they quiz you on your off-track stuff and there's some requirements that they ask of you but uh if we can end up making it into the shootout i would i would love to go run some some monster mx5 cup next year it seems like a, a really great series the the cars are so close the the talent is it goes so deep into the field like the top 10 right can easily anybody within the top 10 can can go out and win a race so that's uh that makes sense as a, a next step for me to to go to sure um other than that uh, we're looking more at, um, I shouldn't say more, we're also looking at uh, Trans Am TA2, okay. um, which is, I think it's also sanctioned by SCCA Pro. Right. Um, they're, for, for those of you who do not know, they're, they're tube frame cars weighing about 2,800 pounds, round about 550 horsepower. Sure. Um, really, really almost like a stock car. So it's a, it's a beast of a, a car to drive. Right, but, right. Um, Definitely looking looking to to try and make something happen there. Right, right. So the um, real quick to go back to the MX Five Monster Shootout. There's a number of SCCA racers who are part of that 50 
um, uh, in semifinalists or whatever they call it. Um, Austin Varco and uh, Lauren Brawlier, who are both uh, m- uh, multiple guests on the Inside the SCA podcast, they're on that list. Um, there are a couple of drivers who were on the list, but were either, I think they were too old to actually do it. Uh, so um, they were kind of like honorable mentions. Um, and, and I'm sure I'm forgetting some other folks from the club who are on that list. So I'm looking forward to that uh, announcement on Friday. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully all three of you and, and, and we don't want to stack that whole, that whole group of 12 with SCCA drivers. So, uh, we'll, uh, we'll probably talk about that when we come out with, uh, our show next week. So, um, all right. So when you go back to the runoffs next year, are you going to do it in spec racer Ford or are you going to try to do it in the Honda? What's the plan? We'll, we'll do it again in, in spec racer Ford, okay. um, for sure. It's I've been talking to a lot of the drivers back in April when we were here at uh, VIR for the Super Tour, right. and pretty much the the only reaction that I got everybody was you got you got to come to Road America, you got to come to the sprints, you got you got to try it at some point. So, in talking a lot to to Denny Stripling, it's a lot about racecraft. It's a lot about drafting. You know, there's 15 cars in the in the lead pack at any given time, and any of them can can win the race. You, <laughs> to quote him, you throw your cards up in the air and you pick one, and that's who wins. Right. So, it's a. I'm I'm looking forward to to that challenge. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, how many? Uh, how much of the Super Tour do you think you'll get to do next year? That remains to be seen. Um, I think I'd like to do enough. To get qualified um I'd, I'd like to do you know three or four the ones that are kind of within driving distance i'll be old enough to go to to watkins Glen next year which sure. is very helpful um so i'd like to do a, a good amount of them but it, a lot of it all depends on what ends up materializing for next year and right. how the schedules kind of play into each other sure 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 so well, definitely, if you're going to go to the runoffs, you need to get to the sprints because that's your kind of your test session for the runoffs, um, and uh, that is my my home track. So that's a track I grew up going to, and um, uh, it is a a bucket full of fun, and you you will enjoy that. So um, and then uh, and then if all goes well, we'll see you next year at the runoffs. So um, you must have a bunch of folks that you want to uh, want to thank. Before I get to the final award of the night, um, why don't you do that now before we get to the final award? Uh, first off, I'd like to thank Doggone Racing and Mike Amy. I, I I know I've said a lot about them on the on the show tonight, but I really I couldn't have done anything that we did this year without without his help and his support. The the on track support and track side support is just incredible. I would come off the track, tell him a couple things about how the car was handling and then we would go over data we'd go over video and then we'd change the car and we would end up going faster so uh it's it's a lot it says a lot about who he is as a guy and how the the team kind of operates and how much he really cares about how his cars come together so very very thankful for him and uh, as well kid c camp um i've known them for a very long time they watched me start scuba diving when i was about six years old as well and they've been extremely helpful this year. Um, OG Racing as well. The OG Racing shirt on right now. <laughs> um, but uh, they've I've become an ambassador for them. Nice. So 
they uh, been very helpful with kind of just providing me with uh, the equipment that we need. I got the the nice neon yellow gloves <laughs> that have been kind of iconic from this year. Right. Um, those came from them as well. So very very thankful to OG Racing and uh, Envirotechs as well for for their continued support this year. You forgot something, someone, a couple of really important people. My parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They've uh, yeah no I. I Honestly, they've been incredibly uh, yeah. supportive of this whole kind of thing. So it's when you think about it, it's like, yeah, I want to go drive a car in a weird circle for a long time, very fast. So that that sounds like a really fun idea. <laughs> but um, <laughs> they get it, and they they've been very supportive and just kind of making all of this happen and facilitating all of this. I've met a lot of people through them, and uh, yeah, I I I hit the jackpot with parents. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it was it was ever much of a question whether if you wanted to get involved, you were going to have the opportunity to do so. Um, you know, that's the that's the way the SCCA family works. So, all right. So the last um, the last um, award of the night is uh, the G. Dub Henderson Award of Excellence, and the way this works is we pick one of the twelve award winners to uh, to get this award. It's kind of our 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 top prize. Um, that we give away here. And uh, for those who might not know, uh, G-Dub was a longtime member of uh, the SCCA, uh, New York region executive, flag chief. I think he probably held every position in New York region for years. Um, A a dear, dear friend of mine, a mentor of mine, uh, a co-host on the Racing Wire radio show, and we did it. And um, um, one of the things that he... uh, he did over the years was it was big for him to uh to promote and mentor and open doors and help open doors for young racers um andy lally who has had tremendous success and a multiple time rolex 24 winner uh was one of the guys who who caught g-dub's eye way back in the day and g-dub made some introductions and and uh, he was really proud about helping young racers get going so um uh so young racers aren't the only ones available for this award um but uh last year it went to Stephen trone uh, for his uh, B-Spec win um, uh, at the runoffs. Uh, but this year, I think it's really obvious to me um, who who we're going to give this to. Uh, and it happens to be the guy sitting in the chair, sitting next to me in the box here on the show. Uh, so the 2023 Inside the SCCA G-Dub Award of Excellence winner is Morgan Burkhart. That's, Thank you very much. That's that's a huge honor to uh, to be able to claim that award. Yeah, yeah. If G Dub were here, th- he would be choosing you. So um, that's kind of when I make the decision here. I, I think about who G Dub would want to win this award, um, and uh, and and he he passed away in the early days of COVID. So um, uh, and uh, we all miss him a lot. But um, but when I decided to do these awards last year, uh, and we wanted to come up with someone to honor with the big award, uh, G Dub was the guy without any questions. And um, and uh, when I when I choose the winner of this, I I think about who would G Dub want to give this award to and uh you you were the you were actually the first 
award I chose bef- throughout all of this process. Uh, and um, uh, it was it's it's an honor for me to to pass that along to you. Uh, so you're the second award winner, and um, uh, that 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 award it's a cooler award than the than the regular award. It's a little bit bigger and and all of that. So you'll be getting two. Uh, trophies from us it'll come in the mail in a couple of weeks and uh but uh, congratulations uh good luck next year and uh we will certainly keep keep apprised of the situation and um um and uh, we'll see maybe we'll have another uh poll position winner interview and uh next year maybe there'll be a podium finish winner interview and maybe even a top step on the podium who knows right yeah, well, we'll have to, to wait and see. I think that would be that would be pretty cool. All right. All right. That's going to do it for another episode of Inside the SCCA. Uh, if you like what you saw then uh, and what you heard, you should subscribe to the Racing Wire Podcast Network as well as the um, – uh, as well as the Racing Network on YouTube. And uh, we do these shows every Wednesday afternoon, and, or Wednesday evening at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. And then we replay the podcast on Friday mornings on the regular podcast channel, the Racing Wire Podcast Network. Uh, follow us on social media to find out who our next guest is. Leave a comment, especially if it's a good one. If it's a bad one, put it on someone else's page. Uh, new Inside the SECAs every week. I'm Brian Belansky. Have yourself a fantastic week- weekend. Stay safe and go play with cars. I'm Dorsey Schrader, and when I'm on my way to a race, I'll listen to the SCCA podcast, Inside the Short Bus. Inside the SCCA is a presentation of the Racing Wire Podcast Network and Rural 15 Productions. This podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by the Sports Car Club of America. The views expressed within are those of the host and our guests, and not that of the SCCA.